Kente's, but it's hooked up to my Facebook live stream, and I think there's a, like a window. Hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of The Spotlight on the 24-Hour Podcast, 2019 24-Hour Podcast. Can you believe it? It's hour 15. I, you know, I probably, during all the hour 15, I I actually did fall asleep. I, I fell asleep for like 20 minutes, uh, and um, but I was actually, I woke up when I was supposed to, so... Uh, good timing on myself, but I'm fresh, believe it or not. I guess that 20 minutes is all I needed, and I'm really? ready to go. <laughs> you guys hear me? Yes. So, uh, Cosmo, are you there? We can hear you, Cosmo. Yeah, I, I took a 20-minute power nap in okay. 15 hours. I'm sorry, but I can't hear y'all. I don't know how. Okay. Uh-huh. So, maybe he should uh, come out and come back in. So uh, you gotta love live radio. This thing, this happens sometimes. It's up. I can hear it. Okay. Can you hear us? Can you hear us now? Can you hear us now? Can you hear us now? Okay. So I sent him some messages from text. So. Okay. You know. Uh, you know. Um, old school. You just refresh. Generally, that a lot of times that actually. Uh, fixes the issue. Okay, so let's do this. Uh, I want to introduce my, my guest for tonight. Well, let's see. Cosmo, are you there? Uh-oh. Okay. So let's start off with the one and only returning champ, Leah Brown. How are you doing, Life Coach Leah? Hey, how you doing? Thank you so much for having me be a part of this. I really appreciate like um, having the opportunity to be a part of this because it's so awesome. Uh-huh. Oh. So, so- I'm I'm so sorry, man. Uh, somebody is. Uh, we have a guest uh, that yeah, he's trying to get settled in. Sorry about that. All right, sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Leah. I'm just saying I was happy to be a part of this, so I'm so thankful for you inviting me and my. I still um, can't hear nobody. Can you guys hear me? I can. We can <laughs> yeah, hear we you. Yeah, we can hear you. Can you hear us? All right. Maybe he should go without his headphones. Text him that. How are you this morning? Maybe he should just go. Good morning. Oh wait, yeah. Uh, maybe he should go off speaker. Yeah. Can you hear us? Can you hear us, Cosmo? Yeah. Uh, can you text him? Yeah. To get. Yeah. Maybe he wants to lose it. So um, while we're getting Cosmo straightened out. Uh, Leah, she's a returning champ on the show. Uh, she's been on the Mars Venus uh, podcast uh, several times, and I think this is our first time on the spotlight. So, uh, welcome to the show. Um, also, we're joined by Aaron. How you doing, Aaron? Doing quite well. Thanks for asking, Kim. Now, this is the first time I having you on the show. So, can you can you give us a little background on who you are? Great. How are you today? Good. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. I'm. A business owner, a business starter. I've had vending machines, lawn businesses since I was in junior high. I recently went back to college to get a communications degree and an IT degree, graduating at the top 10% of my class in 2012, and have gone into some study doing websites, business, marketing. I kind of like to learn. So something new I like to enjoy. Um, also, been with communications, getting into public speaking, and well, comedy hello. being I a can't great hear nobody, but 
Hello, anyway, to everybody. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh huh. Go ahead. So that's that's kind of. I guess this is my about... bit for the day. It's like I'm the only one that can't hear nothing. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I hear you. What do you got? Bring your funniness. Yes. So we're gonna get Cosmo. We're gonna get him going. Uh oh. So we uh, we lost Leah. So Leah will be back in a minute. Uh, all right. Uh oh. So Cosmo, can you hear us? Back up, Mama. Back up. Can you hear us, Cosmo? Nope. All right. So let's do this um, while we're getting them together. Let's do some. Um, let's do some. Uh, wait. Ambrosia. Uh oh, Ambrosia. Okay. All right. Let, let's do some uh, housekeeping while while we have a moment while we wait for Leah to come back. Um, so, like I said, this is hour fifteen of the twenty four hour podcast. We just had a wonderful two hour uh, block of of shows. Uh, the Elephant Room with L. A. Wade and Boogie. Uh, following this, we'll have Ambrosia, and she'll be talking some hot topics. Then after that, we have a two-hour block with uh, Dr. Vibe. And following that, we have the Ebony Empress, uh, um, better known as Sandra. And uh, then we have Pat Murray going after that. And uh, we have some, several other good sh- uh, shows as well. All right. So now we have Life Coast. Leah is back. Yeah. So I just got off so I could call him. So I just called him, showed him to try a few things, and told him that we could hear him loud and clear. So maybe he'll be able to hop on in just a moment. He said he was almost going to hop on. But I'm so happy to be here to talk to you about, you know, just everything that you're doing here with Get Vocal in this 24-hour um, thing and then allowing me to, you know, be on here and talk about laugh at my calibration. So Cosmo, we were trying to get Cosmo on because he's one of my resident comedians for laugh at my calibration. And Aaron also is one of my resident comedians for laugh at my calibrations. It's a monthly comedy show that we do to aid the homeless community. So um, I'm really happy to have them on. We kind of just get on and we kind of just comedians just kind of talk and things like that. But um, Cosmo's having some technical difficulties, so but I'm so happy to still be doing this with everybody. I've seen a few of the shows, um, one through fourteen, and they've been fire. You guys have been doing an amazing job, Ryan. I saw your show, Shannon. You're a great host. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Yes, and thank you for for uh, joining us. Um, now this this laugh at the cal- at my calibration uh, show. I have a special uh, connection with this one. Because, uh, wait, I think, is this uh, Cosmo? Uh, I was, I had to block the seat so he can jump in. But I have a special, uh, I have a special connection with this particular episode uh, or uh, event is because it will be held at this very house that we're at. So I'm looking forward to that uh, this Saturday. So uh, I'm going to try this week to, you know, make sure I get the information out for people to go. So if you're in the Los Angeles area and you want to see uh, see my crib as well as <laughs> see some great <laughs> comedy, uh, you can come to this event. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Now, um, I want you to kind of give some background on how this uh, this whole thing got started. 
it was just an idea. It was something that was just a conversation. It kind of just sparked. I have something that I call my bliss list. And on it, it said that I was funny enough to be a comedian. So I tried to go out to an open mic and I chickened out. So I did my own event. And um, the comedians were like, oh, this is awesome. We found a great venue, Tiger Labs out in Van Nuys. Uh, they were like, you have to do this again. So we were like, um, well, let's do it. We started to talk about it. And then the comedians like they came back. The comedians, they come back every show. I don't pay them. They just show up. They, they devote their time, their energy. And it's really because it goes to a great cause with my friend's house, L.A. But it was really just an idea. It really came from just an idea. And now it's just blown into almost um, February would be a year. And we're so thankful that you have, you know, um, donated your space to us because we were at um, a bar called Universal Bar and Grill. And we kind of had like some days, one day we went on the World Series. So we weren't, you know, <laughs> people did not want to hear our jokes when the World Series was going on. Right. And then it was raining really hard. You know, California is not, you know, they can't take no rain. <laughs> so, no, you know, so we did impact the place on, on two of the times that we did it. So I'm so grateful that you gave us a space so that we can continue to do it and continue to bring laughs and healing and help the homeless community. So thank you so much. I wonder, can Cosmo hear us? Cosmo, can you hear us now? Booyah, I'm in the building. All right, all right. We are in full effect. So what I'll do is I won't do it today, but tomorrow I'll edit it so it look like nothing. <laughs> I'm going to edit some of that out. <laughs> but no, uh, uh, but hey, that's live though, right? Uh, real quick, uh, Cosmo, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, right now, I'm, uh, this is my, my first time being on vocals so i don't even know how i got it to work but hey i'm here brother <laughs> you know um uh-oh uh-oh we freezing much my, my was to to be a career was something that god blessed me with when i was a kid and i didn't discover it until i was in my 20s so <laughs> you know um but other than that man i'm um i'm just a a, a self-made entertainer you know i grew up wanting to be an entertainer and um, i learned my way from the streets i didn't take any classes or anything so i took the hard knocks and got a chance to be able to do something that i really love and that's what comedy does for me it gives it to all the stresses that i go through in life and um, i get a chance to get on stage and actually be able to um, talk about other things and um, be able to get all of my problems and stuff off of my shoulder by being able to do that I was just blessed to be able to be able to help people along the way. So I believe that's the reason why I was blessed with um, the talents and the ability that I got is because I need to help other people. So um, that's my life in comedy, man. And I strive for it. I strive to keep on doing it every single day in any any moment I can. That's my, my whole um, life. You know, I um I'm also a single dad. So I, I raised four sons by myself, man, which is uh an incredible thing for me. I didn't even think I could raise one, <laughs> but you know, to do four is even better for me. So, um, you know, a little bit, that's a little bit about me, man, but mostly, you know, I'm just a, a person who feels like I have a calling in life to help other people, man. And that's why I do what I do. Um, so hopefully it does help people to know that life isn't so bad and, you know, that we can laugh about it and we can continue to keep on living and striving and trying to 
help other people because that's really the purpose in life is um, to help other people. So, well, anyone who knows me that there's two there's two topics that I really, really kind of like to talk a lot about when it comes to doing podcasts. So if the, if it pops up on the show and oddly enough, we I don't talk about it enough. That's music and comedy. So those are like two of my favorite things. So uh, we're going to talk a lot about the event, but I I want to talk a little comedy with uh, my with my comedians here, and um, I want to start off with uh, with you, uh, Cosmo, um, and then you know Aaron and Leah too. What separates in your mind that guy that's funny at the office, you know, versus someone who actually really has a gift to be a stand up comedian, or is it all the same? No, it's not all the same, but go ahead, Cosmo. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's not the same. I think that um, that person in the office is just a, a naturally funny person and the timing that they have within the office structure and with those people allows them to be able to be funny at that moment. Um, being on stage and doing comedy is a little bit different because you actually have to find what's funny to someone else. So that part is a little bit difficult. It, it could be funny to you. It could be funny in the office. But is it funny to the thousands of people in the world that are trying to relate to your joke? So that part is what separates it. You know, um, it's tons of people that are funny. And they're funny to be around. They're, they're fun to be with. But when you get on stage, there's, a, there's sort of like there's no barrier there. So it's, it's sort of transparent. So it's either you are funny to the people or you're not. And that's the that's the difference when you go on stage. You're in front of the people um, being around your friends. They all can love you because you got a great personality and the timing allows you to be very, very funny. Um, going on stage is you have to have something to say that other people think is funny, too. So that part is the best. The big part, I guess. You know, you know my favorite thing is that guy who's like funny, like, in you know, with the, the friends and stuff, they'd be at the comedy club and then they'll be like, they have an open mic. So everybody be like, yeah, go ahead. You funny. Go up on stage. And they just bomb. That shit is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the, the rough edges of, of trying to figure out it. You know, and like I say, a lot of people are so funny um, naturally when they're with their friends because of the situations. But, you know, like I say, stand up is transparent. People can see through you once you get on stage. So they'll judge you from the time you get on stage and they'll make a determination whether you're funny or not just by looking at you. So, uh, Aaron, let me ask you this question and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask it to uh, Cosmo and Leah as well. Where do you where do you like to mine for your um, your 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 uh, comedy? Um, is it personal life? Is it uh you know, um, anybody in your circle may end up on your material. Like, where do you get your material from? Just life. I mean, really, life situation, pop culture, the news. A lot of stuff happens that can be really funny. I, since I enjoy technology a lot, a lot of my comedy is based on technology and kind of out there conspiracy type realizations put into the context of, well, let's poke fun at it. Mm, okay. Um, I mean, just taking real life situations, political, governmental, and just poking fun at it. My own personal life, you know, the, the, the name of the show, Laugh at My Calibration. I mean, really, 
it's about going up there and sharing some of these things that in my life are funny. And like Cosmo was saying, when you're up there trying to get people to laugh, get on, on a wavelength, um, like at work and stuff, the context is there, the storyline is there. So the punchline comes naturally where you're, you're up on stage, the audience is, needs that context in a storyline so that the punchlines can be funny. And so when you can bring in things that is familiar, football during football season, basketball during basketball season, any weird things, you know, any coach or player did something odd, you can poke fun at it and people will get it without too much context where sometimes the kind of comedy I like, you know, with tech and stuff, most people deal with it, but don't really think about it. So it's kind of, uh, hits them from the side sometimes. Now, Cosmo, do you, do you bring in your family, your, your girlfriends, your, you know, do, do you put, do you put people from your personal life in your, your comedy? Well, yeah, that's what, that's what comedy is all about. Comedy is the tragedy of others. So if you can't uh, mix in real life, um, it's actually probably not going to be funny. You know, it, it took me two years to learn how to write and uh, took me five years to learn how to be clean as a comedian. It took me 10 years to realize I didn't even need to write jokes. Mm. So that part is uh, a situation to where um, coming up with funny material has to be real life. Mm-hmm. I'm a satire comic, so my comedy is real life. It's real life situations. And um, it's based off of, of different characters that I meet or some people I see in the street or people on the train or people on the bus. And you kind of mix all that up into a ball of uh, different things that other people can relate to too. So um, that's where I get my stuff from. I, I mean, you know, a lot of people, uh, comedians are different. Some comedians are one line comedians and they, they, they do one liners. Um, I was a, a comedian who I wrote first too. You know, I, I wrote jokes, I wrote monologue jokes for TV shows and stuff like that. But I think it's different when you're standing up there and you're um, coming out from yourself. It has to be some part of realness in it. It has to be some essence of reality in order to pull it off to make it funny because um, laughing at the tragedy of someone else is also laughing at the tragedy of yourself. So you have to be able to put that in a perspective to where you can understand it and be able to live life knowing that you can um, laugh about some things that are supposed to be so serious. And um, I think that when people try to find that bit of comedy that they're wanting to tell people, that's the tricky part. Um, you know, there's a lot of prop comedians. They get on stage with different things. Um, a lot of people get on stage and they very physical but the actual art of pure stand-up is you actually have to have something within your grasp that you can say that other people can relate to, too. So that's the part of being real life and, and having that part of it. Hmm. So for me, that's where I get it from. I, I just go out, man, and I, uh, I meet. Uh-oh. Yeah, we're, we're losing you. We're losing you, Cosmo. Um, now, Leo. Yeah, yeah, we you were kind of you were breaking up. It, it's showing that you have like zero bars. <laughs> it look kind of demonic too. <laughs> so, uh, Leah, uh, you now now you're new to the comedy game, right? So, what have you learned since you've been going up? 
Oh, I've learned so much. So me thinking that I was funny enough to go do it with just one step and one part of it. Like Cosmo says, you go through a process and um, it really is something that you have to, you have to walk through it to have all the fundamental tools and, and support that you have because it's rough up there. It's rough. Everybody um, takes things differently. Different things mean different things to people. So you got to find that in between that the masses kind of agree on and can relate with you and uh, almost agree with you on and um, can laugh at it. So I, 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 lear I learned that it's not as easy as it looks. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to have your, your bad days and your good days, whether you're a professional or not. And um, you got to know your audience. You got to you got to be able to learn your audience quickly. And that's why I like Cosmo, how he does it. He doesn't have a set routine or anything. Uh, he goes up and he kind of plays off of the audience, off of the crowd, just off the top of his dome. And I find that those kind of shows are so much more organic and real and just funny, just right, just right there in that moment and what it was, you know? Yes. Uh, maybe uh, Cosmo might want to come back in. Cosmo, you guys have walking around so much. You taking a tour? Yeah, Cosmo, come back in. Um, okay, so uh, I have a couple more. Oh, here we go. Where? Here we go. Cosmo's yeah, back. Cosmo. Hey, you know what? You got some material here, Aaron, for with technology. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the funny thing is most people deal with some of the technologies that a lot of my jokes are around, and they don't think about it. And then when when I'm up on stage, it I've had some people rolling, and it's it's a very interesting uh, form of communication. I was about to ask Cosmo, does he think he's going to make that jump <laughs> to the pool? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I hope he ain't thinking about it. <laughs> don't do it, Cosmo. Yeah, yeah, Cosmo, don't don't jump. <laughs> it look it looked like you can make it, but I don't think so. Can I read something from one of my comedians that's on Facebook right sure, now? Sure, sure, sure. Go ahead. Eugene Moe, we, we kind of crossed from being at the Universal Bar and Grill, which was something that Cosmo put together for us. And I'm so thankful, Cosmo. You were so amazing stepping out and doing that and getting that for us and just believing in the project and accelerating in that way, Cosmo. But when you did that, we met Eugene. So Eugene Moe is on Facebook and he says he loves working with all of us. So that's a message from Eugene. And he says, um, I say the difference is a person at their office is a comic. That's somebody who's making light of the situation at hand opposed to a comedian who goes on stage with a routine and can hold an audience with the material that he wrote. And he goes on to just quick finally say, personally comedy comes from within. Mostly the information or material comes from what you know and what you've experienced. It's hard to go on stage and sell something you know nothing about. So mm -hmm. I just wanted to include him just because he couldn't be on this platform, but he's mm -hmm. definitely a part of our team. Kente, so I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but no, I no. wanted to say that. Thank you so much for giving me the, the moment. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you for sure. Uh, let me let me, let, let me just add something to that. That's, that is, that's really true what he said. You have to have knowledge of what you're talking about in order to pull it off. So that's a part of being a comedian, too, is absorbing all of the knowledge from everything, you know, reading the newspaper, watching news channels, or at least knowing what you're talking about. The, the difference is the routine that you put on is a, a set that you put together. You're right. That that's what comedians work with. But at the same time, a comedian, if you go on stage with a set, 
and your set doesn't work, where does it does it crash and burn right there? So that's where you have to put in the skill of being able to improv and make light of the moment. And if you can do that, then that's actually being a, a true stand-up because you're not bound by your routine. You know, so some people, you know, like I said, it took me years to learn how to write. And it took me years to realize that I didn't need to write. I could just be talking about something and you don't know where your laughs are going to come from. But you do know that some of the things that you say, people can relate and they'll laugh where they want to. So um, that's that's the only thing I wanted to say. He's totally true about what he said. But sometimes the improv skills uh, is what gives you the ability to just go off of it. And those improv skills come from gathering the knowledge of all the things that you want to talk about. Now, I haven't seen you do this. I, you know, I saw you the, the, uh, the night when I was there. But uh, it seems like you probably somebody that that does well with hecklers. Uh, what's, what's your take on the whole dealing with hecklers? And, you know, uh, I, I want to get everybody's opinion on on hecklers. Well, I love hecklers. <laughs> if you heckle my show, you just become the show. And I guarantee you, I've got you won't be. I'm the loudest person there with the microphone. So there's no way you can beat me. Um, I think that hecklers actually give comedians strength. You know, if somebody can heckle you and you can still stay on stage and do your routine and shut them down, that shows how strong you are as a comedian. Um, it also shows your versatility of being able to um, make light of the moment but still continue to go on with the thing. You know, it's, it's sort of like a, a, a trek if you're making a 5,000-mile trek. You know, uh, just because you got to stop and drink some water or use the restroom doesn't mean that you can't go the whole 5,000 miles. The same thing with the comedian. If you're on stage and somebody's heckling you, um, that doesn't mean that your routine stops. It means that it should be enhanced and you go on further. But, you know, hecklers, I don't think it's even the way that it used to be. You know, you used to go to some clubs and there were people in the audience and that's their only job was to heckle you. Um, in some clubs I went to, they actually put people in the audience to heckle you to see if you were a strong enough comedian to make it through. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, it happens a lot like that sometimes. And then sometimes people actually, comedians have a routine where they pay a heckler to come into the audience and heckle them while they're doing the show so that they can pull the show off. So, you know, it, it, it kind of goes both ways. But I love a heckler, man. If you heckle me, like I say, you just become the show. <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. What about you, Aaron? Uh, that you have. Uh, what's your I, take I think on that? How me and Cosmo got to to really, you know, enjoy each other's company. I don't know whether he was heckling me or I was heckling him. <laughs> uh, whatever way it went, it kind of it showed us both that you know, um, at least for me, being a new comedian, that I could carry myself up on the stage or find the right spots to come in and be that comedic place in, in the audience, that heckler. Mm -hmm. Because that's, you know, to me, in business, that's what I learned about in technology. You gotta figure out ways to have fun because that's what life's all about. You know, laugh at my calibration, Kente. I mean, really, take a good close look at my life and laugh. You can't laugh if I'm laughing too. Because then you're laughing with me. And that's what life's about, you know. When I go out with Leah and Cosmo and Peanut and um, all the other comedians, 
it's not work to me. I go out there and do it for the love of life, and it just happens to turn out a lot of fun and helping a lot of people. Yeah, it's definitely a special profession, I think. I think. Um, so what can we expect uh, this Saturday coming up on the 26th, I believe? Yeah, 26th. Uh, right, yeah, 26th uh, at Laugh at My Calibration. If somebody were to come to this event. If someone were to come to this event, you're going to find just three funny plus comedians and friends just trying to make you laugh and do something great for the community. We're going to have some fun. We're real down to earth. Um, Cosmo's going to be hosting the show, so you'll see him in his zone doing his thing. Um, Aaron's going to show you some AI technology. I have a few other comedians that may come through and um, love to make you guys laugh. It's just going to be a lot of love. And we come together, and like I said, I don't, I don't pay the comedians, I don't pay the DJ. Um, we do this because we care about what we're doing and the cause that we're doing. And all of the proceeds go out to um, my friend's house, LA. They provide my wardrobe because um, they have the community boutique that they have, which um, allows them to fund more homeless in the community. So they really love what they're doing so i hope that you'll come out and you'll see and experience the love and the laughter especially how cosmo brings it and um if you don't laugh at us laugh with us whatever we'll take it all yeah i like that i like it i like it so um and this show changes uh the, the lineup changes every time I have what I call resident comedians and my resident DJ. My resident DJ is DJ Ginsu. Um, he goes out and he's a professional DJ um, that gets paid for his services, but he devotes his time and his services to Laugh at My Calibration um, for free. And I love him. So he always comes out. Cosmo ha uh, is my resident comedian and host. So he always comes out. Um, he, he recently missed one because he had uh, a, a crazy story happened to him. It, it's crazy what the story happened um, to him. But um, I'm glad that he's here, and I'm glad that we're we're getting back on on target again. And then Aaron has been there from the beginning, and James Peanut Mayfield. So those are my the, like. If we were to travel, we would travel that group. And there's also other comedians that are now coming on. That you know, sometimes they come and they reoccur. Sometimes they they want to become resident comedians, things like that. So Eugene Mo is over here on Facebook, and he's saying me, me, me. So he's done a few of them for me. So he's probably becoming my resident comedian as well. So we have like a package of us, and then we have the additives of com comedians that we add on and add in. Oh, so you so you have a stable. Basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I like yeah, it. I like stage. it. <laughs> we're recently taking up traveling. That's what we're thinking about doing now. Everyone is have, having like these different places. They're like, hey, can you come here? I think I have a group of people who would love to see the the act and like so we're definitely putting thoughts into traveling. We've been asked to Las Vegas. We've been asked to Chicago. Um, um, Corona, um, Los Angeles now. So I, we're just we're just together and just traveling. I, I love it. Yeah, just came from Chicago, so Chicago is is a great town. It's a great town. So um, now you have so much things going on. You're a life coach, uh, social media consultant, comedian. Now you have. I mean, how do you? I mean, how are you able to juggle so many hats? 
I work hard and I play hard and I'm a complex person just as I believe we all are and I'm a weight conscious aware uh, complex person so I love to honor the full calibration of who I am so one morning I feel like talking about social media and advancing this and one morning I feel like talking about mindset and another day I feel like talking about um, relationships you know what I mean so I love having the freedom to go into all these spaces and not niche myself and and God has provided me uh, a life to where um, it serves me my desires as I need and keeps me going just as long as I'm doing exactly what I want to do. So I get to go out and just make make my days my own. What I really want to do, what I really love and be of service to people, how I can really be of service to people. So I think that gives me my energy to just go and do it. And I have a lot of support of people like you, Kente. Like there's nobody in this room or screen that hasn't probably done something for me. And I'm so grateful, I'm so thankful um, for all of the support. So that support really helps me. Being able to make my days my own and really do what I want and, and doing it for me, it, it makes you want to get out of bed. I get out of bed joyfully. I am excited to get out of bed, you know? Um, and I'm like, I don't want to go to bed because I'm just enjoying life and everything that it, that it is. So when you make a life like that, you have a lot more energy that goes a lot further, that puts you through what you need to get through. And I truly think that that's what's happening from all the supportive people and just loving what I do. That's that's really how I manage it with the help of you guys and that energy. Oh, well. Hey, I love everything that you're doing, and you always have such a positive outlook on things too. I've yeah, yeah you're always smiling, and you know that definitely uh, affects the people that you're around. So you know, because uh, you know, sometimes you you see people, and they're always frowned up and all of that, and it, it kind of almost catches on to you, you know. <laughs> so you know, it's like a, it's like a cold or something, you know. So, but you're always smiling and. And you're always very positive, and I really like that about you. So, and so, uh, I'm looking thank forward so to it. The same goes to you. Thank you, thank you. So, Aaron, um, uh, so uh, how long is your act now? Uh, do, do you have a full hour? I have not um, put together a full hour of material, but. Mm -hmm. I've been steadily going up. I think the last time I was on stage, I did 10 minutes and mm -hmm. it seemed to go pretty good and was building momentum. And I had lots more material to go. It's just the format that we have, um, you know, there's other comedians and a time limit. So yeah, I'm, I'm at about 10 minutes on the shows and yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the time when we go into the studio and get a 30 minute or a 45 minute special, if you will. Mm. What, what, for those who, who've never done any kind of stand up, um, just describe the feeling of when you get those laughs uh, as a stand up, when you work material out in front of an audience and it, it works. What, what's that like, Aaron? The total opposite of bombing. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine that, but you have to experience them both to uh, really feel the universal law of polarity in action. And it is kind of an acquired taste to get up on stage and to be able to manipulate people's mind through the power of suggestion, to get them to laugh at keywords such as aerospace. 
Because <laughs> the last, the last bit, the last bit I did, um, I wove in a new section about you know the telecom and the government and the spacemen and aerospace and ESPN because it's telecommunications. Yeah. And just had people hit when I would say aerospace. And to get people to react in such a primal way at a word that has no place in time or space, it's it's a rush, man. It's a rush. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, we have a question from Ambrosia. She wants to know to Leah about your comedy, about her comedy outreach. Oh, is there a website? And do you have a Facebook group? Okay, so we do have a Facebook page. It's called Laughing My Calibration. Um, you can check us out there. And um, the site is coming. Um, Ambrosia, and I, I just see your comments over there. And I thank you so much for the supporting comments that you're saying over there. Uh, it comes from what I've given. I'm, I, I'm, I'm so thankful for the cycle that it is of cultivation that is really going around with such amazing people. So, yeah, thank you so much for acknowledging that for me. It speaks volumes about who you are. So, but thank you. Mm -hmm, okay. Right. Websites soon. If, yeah, if anybody have any more uh, questions, please uh, relay them to me, and I'll make sure while we have while we still have them that we'll get them out out there. So, um, so you, so you like to talk, Aaron, a, a lot about uh, technology and stuff. Um, so, uh, what is uh, what are some of the topics that you're currently uh, talking about? Oh, you know, AI, social media, social advertising. Now, do you know about the, in Toronto, they have a uh, brothel that w that's uh, all sex robots. Have you heard about this place? I've heard about that. What do you think about that? I think it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> My question is, do they replace the... Uh... The private parts, is it like detachable? They just throw, toss it once, you know, a customer's done? Or is it like they just give it a good cleaning? <laughs> that, that's would, my question. How, how, do they, how do they normally do it before the robot? They don't just, <laughs> throw, they don't just throw out the prostitute, do they? Well, no, I, I'm saying it's a robot, right? So maybe they just kind of pull it out and they just chug it. <laughs> and then they put another one up in there, <laughs> you know? I don't. I don't know. I, yeah. I haven't. I haven't gone into that business See, industry. I'm telling you, AI, man, AI. You know, no one. You know. My Toronto. very first joke when I first got it, I had an AI joke. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I wasn't. I was. I no, go ahead, Leah. My the very first AI joke. So I have a whole. Well, AI. I think a lot, uh, we both talk about AI. Cosmo, are you there? Well, I, I didn't know if he was there or not. No, I think AI is uh, has a lot of room to be funny with because you know it's so much. So many people are dealing with it without knowing. And uh, I love how Aaron goes about it. Tony's um, Tony thought it was hilarious how you described it, and it was really funny. He goes. Um, I've never heard Aaron's routine about aerospace, but just how he described it made me burst out laughing because of my conspiracy theory mindset. Obscure, observational humor is the best. <laughs> I thought you liked that, Aaron. <laughs> uh, Tony says he's sure that they uh, 
update the they keep the uh, firmware up to date on those uh, <laughs> the, the 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 sex bots in Toronto. Hilarious. Uh, all I right. So. On that. That's so funny. Yeah, my I don't I get a problem with my AI because I have the Google, mm-hmm. so I have to tell the Google. The Google has to go in and talk to the Siri. Siri has to figure it out with Alexa. You know, I guess all messed up. I'm just saying. <laughs> See, I I have the A word. I can't say it because she'll start talking. Oh, <laughs> so, so we'll just call her the A word. So the uh, A word. A word. Yeah, because the minute I say her name, she's gonna be talking to me, asking oh. me what I want. So uh, I'm not trying to talk to her right now. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's so funny though. People say people say, oh, I don't want the A word in my house because. Uh, you know, it's going to be watching me and stuff. I'm like, you got one of these. Yeah. <laughs> this thing is watching you too. <laughs> you know, yeah. your webcam, it's watching you too. The, what they say, the FBI, the, the, uh, the head of the FBI keeps his blocked out. Cause he knows that, you know, people can come in there and watch you. So you thinking you keeping her out, you still got, believe me, big brothers in your house. So <laughs> let's believe that. So yeah, that that's just funny how how people say some of these things. Um, so, uh, but that's interesting. So you you doing the tech game? So what, what do you think about um, Elon Musk and SpaceX and all of that? I work with a guy that used to work with him. Oh really? Okay. My partner on a power of the imagination um, was a technologist for Elon. He, he worked there right out of high school at 18 years old, was a technologist, did um, some video for the launch. And I think Elon is a very interesting guy. He's got a lot of power, a lot of money. He's, you know, contracting with the space people. <laughs> with NASA or not even NASA anymore, you know, the Space Force. And, you know, Trump released the information, or at least uh, that one guy did, Snowden in Russia. I wonder if that's why Trump keeps going to Russia to get the information from. Like, <laughs> Probably, <laughs> <laughs> he is an operative. Uh, he he goes there for the de- the de- de- debrief too, as well. So, <laughs> uh, so Leah, are we going? Are me and you going to uh, go one of those tunnels <laughs> that uh, Elon is building? Oh. For sure, let's try it. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's, it's, it'll be fun. Everybody's all scared because they talk about the earthquakes and stuff. I'm like, I'm like, hey man, when it's your time, it's your time. I like it. Anything. If you live in LA, you know traffic is a beast, especially the 405. So I'm look, I'm willing to do anything to get through that traffic. I mean, if it's you know, uh, if it's a zip line. <laughs> to down, you know, to uh, to downtown or something like that. I'm, I, you know, what I'm all for that because traffic is a monster uh, in LA. So, like this, honestly, I I normally don't. I try not to even drive anywhere from about two thirty to probably about eight. <laughs> you know? My whole life is evolved around not going traffic hours. If there's a job or a meeting or something at 9 a.m. or 10, oh, that's not the meeting or job for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I feel you. I, I hate really traffic. don't. <laughs> you know what? I'd rather drive a little bit longer with no traffic than sit in traffic and it's quicker. Because I, I just hate traffic. I hate that. Just, I don't hate man. it. 
Oh, I hate I it. I do a lot of thinking in, in traffic, you know? I can really zone out and really think about some stuff. It's so funny. I keep looking at Jay Karina's comment over there. She goes, I asked a word. I don't know if it ha- happened to you if I say it on your thing. <laughs> to tell me a joke. And she she asked me if I had a mirror. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she got jokes. <laughs> They're pretty sassy, uh, Siri and uh, Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Now I do a lot of thinking and well, I'm not going to say where I do my, my real deep thinking at I think, you know, (laughs) on the throne. (laughs) You know what? I I do too. I I, I do too. But I tell you though, if I, I think if I took up most of my tests on the throne, I might've been like a, a, who knows? I might be a doctor right now. So genius over there, genius. Yeah, man, it's <laughs> environment, but it really is. And um, different environments work for you know different people, different shows for different folks. But I think the more that you can really honor that and and own that, that is something that can empower you. You know, maybe it's not exactly the toilet, but maybe it is. Who cares? But mm-hmm. you know, um, that you just take that in and, and advance on that. Like I love it. You know. Now, now when it comes to the shower, it's singing. I swear, I have a, I got a platinum album in the yeah. shower. I'm telling you, when I'm in the shower and I start singing, man, I'm good. At least I feel like I'm good. <laughs> so, like if I can just get an engineer to get the water out in the background, mm-hmm. man, I'm I'm right there. But I, I seriously, I mean, sometimes it sounds good though, don't it? When you're in the shower. I think anyone has the talent to sing mm-hmm. and sound good. I think most people already have the doubt, so they don't do it. But when they're in the shower, they release it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you do actually sound better. And the acoustics, of course, um, age you. But I mean, most people that are singing have a lot of acoustic effect. That's 10 times what your shower is providing you. And they sound like that. So I, I'm saying you sound pretty good. I'm saying we sound good in the shower, Kenta. That's I'm taking that stance. It's so fun. It's so funny. People who heard the show last night, the kickoff show, they're they're like, man, this guy loves talking about showers because uh, I did this whole bit about uh, <laughs> uh, about there's a shower that um, I, I stayed at this house that had like the you know the showers where the where it shoots you from all sides. You know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? And mm-hmm. I remember like it literally messed me up. Like when I went home. Like I didn't even like my shower no more. I was like missing that shower. Oh, and you were spoiled. Yeah, I know, right? At first, it felt weird though. It felt like kind of like I was going through county, you know. <laughs> like I, I was kind of like, yeah, it was kind of weird at first, but uh, but uh, man, that thing is amazing. So yeah, so so those who listen, yeah, the shower, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but I'm telling you, and I got a platinum out. That's that's up on stage, you know. Mm-hmm. You might have funny jokes in the office because you're with your homies, your homegirls, people you know, and so you're relaxed. You get up on stage, and you can't really be yourself because you're so worried about what the audience is thinking. That'll freeze you up. I can only imagine. So, I've been blanked on stage, and that light's bright. <laughs> you can't really see the audience's face and stuff. You just see bright light in your face. I wasn't ready for that. I was not ready. Yeah, I, I've, I've done uh, open mic a couple of times, at just like five minutes, and uh, I'm t- it was a huge rush. It was a huge rush. So, you know, and that was just a little taste, a little little hit, <laughs> a little hit of it. 
Mike's a little different because there's there's room energy. What do the comics call it? The subconsciousness stream mm-hmm. to where the energy from the previous comics carries over, you know, especially when you're only doing a five minute set. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the reasons I really like working with Cosmo and Leah and Peanut and um, our new guy, Eugene Max, who's mm-hmm. funny as uh, um, you know, to, to be able to follow them and understand their jokes and bring that into the to the realm of your time mm-hmm. because you can carry on a previous comedian's joke especially if it's a good one especially if it ties into some of your stuff um, which is why pop culture, popular culture anything, current events or technology in, in you know these ways can could really propel the show. That's why I really like doing the Laugh at My Calibration show because it is about laughing at the individual's calibration, being okay with it, and then laughing at society and all these little funny parts. Now, we have two minutes left, so Paul, do you have a question before we say goodbye? Hi, Paul. Yeah, uh, just this question for all of you. What, what are your, if you had to name your top five comics that are going right now, what would they be? Kenty and Aaron and uh, Lee. Top five? Top five. What are your top five comics in the. Leah, right Aaron, Go ahead, Cosmo. <laughs> I love it, Kenta. You were Leah's sister, Aaron's cousin. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> you mean present company excluded, right? I imagine, right? <laughs> Do you want to go, Aaron, or? Well, I, I really like that guy that does the news show, Stephen Colbert. Oh, Colbert, yeah. He's good. Yeah, Colbert, 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 Colbert. Yeah, Stephen Colbert. Colbert. I like that guy, Donald Trump. He's hilarious. Everything, everyone should watch Donald Trump, the Donald Trump show. I don't know what exactly they call his show. El Presidente. Great show. Um, I, I do like the the... Harry, he's always been been one great. Uh, the little guy, the little short guy, Kevin, Kevin Hart. He's yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Leah? And, uh, oh, I'm sorry, you didn't get current. this. I like Fluffy. You can't go wrong with Fluffy. Fluffy's good. <laughs> Give me a glace. Uh, what about you, uh, Leah? Um, so I had I, I like Cat Williams, um, Kevin Hart, um, John Stewart, um, George Carlin, and I really do love um, Cosmo's comedy. I really love how he connects with the audience and and who he is and how he makes people laugh. My favorite uh, comedian of all time was Robin Harris. Um, of, I mean, obviously, I like Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy, but um, but but uh, I love Dave Chappelle. Cat Williams, uh, Chris Rock, and uh, mm, let's see, who would be my next comedian? Oh, Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac was amazing. So you can't go wrong with Bernie Mac. <laughs> well, I want to. My, my, uh huh. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Paul, you're going to give your favorite. My or? top two. My top two, I'll, I'll give you my top 
bottom three later, but my top two are uh, Trevor Noah at number one. Mm. The guy is incredible. The guy can uh, do any accent. He can go to any country in the world and adapt. Uh, truly a world citizen, you know. And uh, his uh, some of his his long form stuff, like on HBO, is is amazing. Better than the Daily Show stuff, you know. I don't really think he's fulfilling his his full potential on the Daily Show, but in his stand up knocks it out of the park. Number two, number two would be Joe Rogan. Long form podcasts every day, man. Almost every day he's got a long form, funny, and he, he's so versatile. He's, I mean, if you don't like wrestling, you can wait a day and he'll be talking to somebody about the uh, artificial intelligence or the uh, life in the life outside the galaxy or in the universe, you know, or he'll be talking about uh, broccoli sprouts the next day, you know, so versatile. And uh, well, and then later later on, I'll give you my bottom three. But those are the top two. Well, well, we actually have to say goodbye. We have to say goodbye. This is part of the twenty four hour broadcast, and um, I want to thank Leah and uh, Cosmo. Uh, let me see if I can get Cosmo uh, back in just to say goodbye. Uh, I want to thank you guys so much, and please make sure if you are in Los Angeles. Um, to, and you are you're in the Los Angeles area to check out Laugh at My Calibration. Uh, it's a great cause, and you'll have a great time. Um, and how can real quick, Leah? How can we get you in social media? I'm Leah, the life coach on all platforms. So Leah, the life coach, Instagram, Facebook. My email is leahlifecoach at gmail dot com, and my website is leahlifecoach dot com. All right. And uh, Cosmo, how can we get you in social media? Uh, I'm on social media under Cosmo Johnson. That's C-O-Z-M-O. And that's on all platforms as well. Cosmo Johnson. All right. And Aaron, how can we get you? You would go to Aaron G. Rig. Aaron G. Um, you can find me on social media. Um, Empower the imagination. The word mindset and Aaron Griggs. All right. Thank you so much. Um, we about to, to close out this room, but if you go to our next room, uh, we'll be joined by Ambrosia's uh, podcast. So uh, we'll see you then. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Thanks. Deuces.